Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Praise God, amen. The title of my sermon, I'm staying on this, have you invited God into your situations in life? Have you invited God in? If you're titling it, just title have I invited God in? Am I inviting God into my life? You know, it sounds so simple, might be a cliche, you know, we're like, did you invite God in? Well, surely I did. No, have you invited God in? God needs an invitation to get involved with your life because God doesn't just stick, he's not, God's not like nosy. He doesn't just get in. You got to invite him in. You know, Jesus even said, if you want to get saved, he said, I'm knocking on the door of your heart to let me in. Revelation says he's the door. He's the way in and out. It says there's only one way. It says a thief and a robber comes in through another way, but anyone that enters through the door enters into the spirit realm, right? He's a door in, but you got to let him in. You got to let him in your heart. You got to let him in your situation. You got to let him in your family. Look at this um, 2 Corinthians um, chapter 1. I want to read this 3 through 11. I got it in the NIV. This was so, I don't know, this really blessed me. And I thought it was so good, so I want to just read a couple of scriptures. It says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of all compassion. Man, that's just, just underline that. You know, sometimes I think we read the word of God too fast. You know, we're just like, come on, read it. No, no, look at this. The Father of all compassion and the God of all comfort. We should just go home right there. God knows I ain't letting you go. No, I ain't preaching in a minute. But... <laughs> Praise be the Lord, <laughs> right? But the Father, man, we got a, we got such a good God, the Father of all compassion, the Father of all comfort. You know, I was telling somebody today, I said, you know, God is so long-suffering with us. He can just put up with us, you know, and it's funny how um, it takes seasons of his intercession before we grow to the place where we mature in areas, and he has no problem with it. I don't know, that just blessed me. I said, just think of this, where I'm missing it, he, ain't, he don't care about praying for 30 years for me in the areas I'm missing it until I grow. And then when I grow, you know, I started laughing. I said, I kind of gave him, you know, like, well, you've been interceding for a while for me in some areas, you know. But he has no, no problem with his present-day ministry to make up the difference of where I'm not maybe hitting the mark and he has no problem waiting long-suffering while I'm maturing to the full stature of Christ. Man, you get a revelation of God being that good, it makes you want to grow. And whether I grow or not, he's still okay with his position of intercession. So good, ain't it? That's what I said. Of all compassion and the God of all comfort who comforts us in all troubles so that we can comfort others. Man, ain't that good? I'm, I might be going through in, in this season not just getting comforted by God, so now I can turn around and say, hey, man, if I made it, you can make it too. I mean, so much, you know, don't waste, I told you, don't waste the pain. Never waste the pain. Just let the pain become a platform for you to speak into other people's lives. You go through grief, man, you become, you, be, you know, like, you ever go through grief, and you're like, I don't know if I can get out of this. And then you kind of come out the other side. When people start going through grief, you're like, it's gonna be okay. You're compassionate with people to give them time because you knew what it took for you to get through this comfort zone. That's why you got to invite God in. Just write that down in your notes. I got to invite God in. You got to invite God into every area of your life. You, gotta, you know, if your, mind, if your mind's kind of not where it needs to be, invite God in. 
Invite him into your thoughts. You ever think of that? Let me just invite him into my thoughts. Come on into my thoughts. He knows. Look, let me tell you something. You, you, you might think, Pastor, I'm pretty crazy. Well, you ain't, you're not that crazy, okay? And I don't say that, like, you know what I mean? Like, I got some thoughts. Right? He, he's, he's, trust me, he can handle it. You've never had an original thought a day in your life. You got that from either God or the devil. So if you invite him into your thoughts, he can help you. You got to let him in. So look, at so, so we can comfort others with the same comfort that we receive from God. For just as the suffering of Christ flow over into our lives, so also through Christ our comfort overflows. If we were distressed, it's for your salvation. If we were comforted, it's for your comfort. Now he's explaining. He's saying, look, I went through it because not just because I went through it, but I went through it to help you get through it. You know what I'm saying? That's a good thing. Write that down. I went through it to help you get through it. That's a great way to look at it. Why am I getting up to go through it? So I hope you get through it. Because there's going to be a day you need to get through. But if i gone through it, I can get you through it. That's why you got to get around sometimes. You know, like, man, this is, you know, I don't want to have to go through this. Maybe sometimes in your head say, you know, I'm going to go through it so I can get you through. You got to you care about your kids, somebody you care about, somebody, you know, you, 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 you're like thinking like, man, if I get, if I get through it, Right? If I go through it, I can get you through it. It's kind of like I did that. I know where the journey is taking me. Look at this. Our hope for you is firm because we know that just as you shared in our sufferings, so also you were sharing our comfort. Isn't that cool? We don't want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the hardships we've suffered. We were under great pressure far beyond our ability to endure. So, that we want, we despaired even life itself. He's like, man, we was bad. <laughs> Indeed, in our hearts, we felt the sentence of death. But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God. Ain't that good? They said, look, man, we didn't rely on it. Look, if we would have figured it out, we would have checked out. But we didn't rely on ourselves. We relied on God. Look at this part. I love this. What? Who raises the dead. That means, man, he's got resurrection power for anything. He can raise dead things. This is so cool. Watch this. He has delivered us. And we've set our hope on him that we will continue, that he will continue to deliver us as you help us by your prayers. Then many will give thanks to God for the gracious favor granted to us is in answer to your many prayers. Man, I don't know about you. That just blessed me, right? You got to invite God in through your prayer life, invite him in through your words, invite him through. You know, I was thinking about something. We were talking about this. We talked about last week in Daniel chapter 3. Now, just, just turn to Daniel chapter 3. I've got a couple, couple places for you here. Dan, Dan, we're going to start reading in Daniel chapter 3, verse 10. I like this. Um, how, many, how many of you like the story of uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? I'll say, I'll say I like it. Shadrach, Meshach, woo, Abednego. Little Hebrew boys. God bless them. Right? Look at verse 10. And I, I got it in a message, I think, over there, too, I think, just to help it read a little easier. It's not really that hard, but it's just there. It says here in verse 3 and 10 in the message, and, or whatever I got, you gave strict orders, O king, that when the big band started playing, everyone had to fall to their knees and worship the gold statue. And whoever did not go to their knees and worship had pitched in the, will be pitched in the roaring furnace. 
Well, there were some Jews here, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, whom you placed in high position in the province of Babylon. These men are ignoring you, king. They don't respect your gods, and they won't worship the gold statue you set up. So furiously, King Nebuchadnezzar ordered that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought in. And King Nebuchadnezzar said, hey, you don't respect my gods and refuse to worship the gold statue that I set up? Then you're in trouble. Slide on down to verse 17. Look what they said. They said, yeah, we ain't worshiping your God. They basically got mad about it and said, I ain't, I ain't worshiping your goofy God, so you can forget it. And if you throw us in the fire, the God we serve can rescue us from the roaring fireness and anything else you might cook up, O king. But even if he doesn't, I like that part. We don't care if we burn, and even if he doesn't get us out, we still ain't worshiping your goofy God. Amen. It wouldn't make a bit of difference, okay? We still won't serve your gods or worship the gold statue you shut up. <laughs> These guys say, look, man, we don't even care. If we go down, we're going down. But I'll tell you one day, if we burn, let it, let, we're going to burn, let it burn. But, but guess what, baby? We ain't worshiping your goofy God, amen? <laughs> How many of you ever been there, you know? And I like this about Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego because these teenagers said, we're not worried because we know God will deliver us. Now, here's the thing. There's a lot of things we could take out of this. Because we understand that these teenagers wouldn't bow to the king's golden idol. The king was so furious. We talked about this last week. See, sometimes I think this. We're trying to get out of the furnace. You got to invite Jesus into the furnace. You know what I'm saying? That? Like, get me out of here. No, you got to invite him in instead of trying to get you out. You, that'll preach right there now. Some of you are like, I don't know what he's talking about, Mary. What's he talking about? I'm talking about you, you in the fire, and you're trying to get out, and God's going to leave you in there, and you ain't going to get crispy. You know what I mean? You're just like, when is this over? <laughs> you know, I remember, I remember going to the park. You ever, go to, you ever go to, like, the Universal? Oh, my God in heaven. I went to Bush Gardens one time. What a living nightmare that was. And I said, man, we get on this ride, you know, and they're like, oh, it's going to be cool. Get on the ride. You know, and I was, like, not into all that stuff at first. I'm like, what are we doing? They're like, oh, we're going to get in this thing. It's going to be great. And, I, you know, you get, you're all big and brave. You're like, yeah, I can do this. You know, you get in and click and snap and you put this thing down. I can't breathe. Like, all right. And I'm in this thing. And, man, this, this thing, this thing tilt me back. I never forget as long as I live. And it's going click, click, clink, clink. And we're going up, up, up. And I go, I paid money to torture myself. I got to be crazy. What is this thing going to do to me? I didn't know what I was on. Oh, it's going to be great. It don't feel great. I want to get out. Can I get out? Is there a way to get out? Can you get me out of here? And all I remember was like this. Click and I'll clink and clink and clink and clink and clink and clink. I'm like, I want to, if, if there was a get me out of here, I would have found it, pulled the lever, said, hey, whatever. Excuse me for screwing up everybody else on the ride. I do not want to partake in this anymore. It looked good on the ground, right? You know, all those scriptures are cute, ain't they? Aren't all those scriptures cute? Lord, I'm with you. Even if I have to die, I will follow you to Jerusalem. You know what I mean? You trip coming out the house, you quit. I don't want to go. <laughs> y'all, y'all babies, tell the truth, you know? It's like, oh, you're like Peter. I'll pr I promise you. <laughs> He's like, a rooster's going to cry and tell on you. He said, no, it will not. Over my dead body, Lord, I obey. You know what I'm saying? And then you got like a little problem at work. Why is God forsaking me? You're trying to figure out what he's, oh, bak the bak the shak the nay. Why are you going? No, no, God didn't leave you. 
You got to calm down in a minute. I'll never forget, man, anything took me and flipped me and slammed me all over the place. I said, oh, my God, get me out of here. This stuff all sounds good to you in the middle. Ooh, praise God. I read, I read the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Ooh, they're powerful. They told the king, shut it. And then all of a sudden, you're in the fire. You're like, God, get me out of here. I'll worship anything. I don't care right now. I just want out. No, you got to get out. You got to be brave, and sometimes this sounds good until you have to live it. Come on, somebody. You better, you got to live it. They said, look, I don't care. You put us in the fire. We're going to go in the fire. We burn, we burn. You know what I'm saying? I would love to see Shadrach. In the, I want to know who was talking. Was it Shadrach, Meshach, or Abednego? You got a buddy like that, right? You know, like, I don't care. Let us burn. you like, yeah, let's burn. <laughs> You're going to smack him in the head like, shut up, dude. I don't want to burn today. Hang out, man. Wait a minute. Let's, let's hear all the details. Like, how hot is it? Like, hot like you're going to get singed or burn like a corpse? They're like seven times hotter than it was. And this joker's like, come on, let's go. Yeah, we understand. It sounds good, but now I'm in the fire. You know what you see? Let me tell you what it is. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego got thrown in the fire and screamed, get me out of here. I want out. And God was like, no, nah, I'll just come in. But you got to invite him in. See, they invited him in before they ever got in the fire. You might put us in the fire, but my God ain't leaving me. Let me tell you something. It's your confession outside the flames that determines whether he can come with you in the fire. You understand know that? It's your confession when the pressure's on before you get in there. It tells you that's when it is. Your confession before them flames determines whether he can get in there with them fire. That's up to you now. You got to figure that out. They said, look, we're not worried. We know our God will deliver us. Man, that's good news, ain't it? You know, I was being cute, but Shadrach, Meshach, they know God will come take care. I don't know how, but he'll do it. This made the king even more. The king got so mad, he turned it seven times hotter. The good news is this. Remember I told you this last week? God knows how to make you fireproof. Where the effects of life do not touch you, even though they're all around you. You know what I mean? That's the key. These teenagers said, well, look, God's going to deliver us. They made a statement of faith. They said something more powerful than even that. Now, this is so good. They knew God would deliver them, but they said something even more powerful than that. They said, even if he don't, we still ain't worshiping your junk. That's the confession right there. They stood in this place. Even if he doesn't, we're not still going to bow down. That's the kind of people that are going to take you to a destiny. Those are the kind of people that you follow to greatness. But you got to remember something. Before you get in these things, invite God in, man. That's the key. I think so many times, look at this. Sometimes life doesn't make sense. Life doesn't make sense, but we can have peace because we know God's promises. Okay? Here's a big one. Ready? It's interesting that God didn't say, I'll keep you out of every fire or you won't have to face any of these floods. No, he said the challenges will come. There will be adversity and there will be hard times. But here's the key. The whole key is this. I will be with you in it. Okay? And this Isaiah 43.1 is strong. Remember we read this last week? But I want to go over this because sometimes it's a lot and you got to just see it. Look at this. But now God's message. Look at this, man. This is so good. I think I got it in the message Bible. That's probably the message. I should have put that up there for you. But now God's message the God who made you in the first place, Jacob, the one who got you started, Israel, don't be afraid. I redeem you. I call your name, your mind. This is so good. Do you see this? Man, look at this. He said this. He said, God's message was what? 
The God who made you in the first place, Jacob, the one who got you started in Israel, don't be afraid. Why is that? I've redeemed you. You see that? Woo. And I've called your name. Look at this. Your what? Your mind. Glory be to God. When you were in over your head, how many been in over your head? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were in over their head. You ever say something and you're in over your head? You ever, you ever, you ever, you ever confess something you're in over your head? You ever believe God for something? You're so far in over your head, you're swimming. You're like, I don't know. I, I. You, ever, you ever get so far out in faith, you're dizzy? You ain't been there yet? Like, you're like, I don't know what just happened. Praise God. I'm out here so far, I can't even, I can't even, where am I? You got to like, you wait. Y'all, y'all, praise be to God. I say we build it. Now you got to go pay for it. You're like, my God in heaven, whose idea was this? You mean? Remember that? You know those, remember those times when you're like, praise be to God. You know, you go somewhere and everybody's like, well, you know, the doctor said there's no hope. Well, praise be to God. God heals. And you're like the only one that said that. And you're like, he can do it. And he does it. But you're out over your head, man. The burden, the proof is not on you. It's on Jesus. I'll be with you when you're in. Look at this. I'll be with you in the rough water. Woo! You will not go down. When you're between a rock and a hard place, it won't be a dead end. Because I am God, your personal God. I like that. I'm your personal God. I'm the God just for you. I'm the God of everybody, but right now, today, I'm in there with you. I'm in the fire. I'm in the flood. I'm in the ups. I'm in the downs. I'm in the good. I'm when it's bad. He, I think sometimes he's just checking to make sure you still believe him. You know what I mean? You still believe me when you don't feel me? You still believe me when you don't see me? You still believe me when it don't? What are you going to do? Remember we talked about? What? Be, be, be what? Be what? Be good. Don't you get weary. Don't you get weary. Do what? Do good. What do you mean do good? Don't get weary in well-doing. What do you mean well-doing? I'm doing the right thing. Why is it all hell breaking loose? I'm doing the right thing. This is bad. What, can you imagine if you were doing bad things? I'm going to tell you what. All you people doing bad things, you're crazy. No, you better stop because I don't I'm Listen, take a time out and think about what I'm saying here. Time out, pause. Time out, 30 second. Time out. Here we go. Listen, I'm trying to do everything right and got to fight hell. Can you imagine if you live in hell bent? What you fighting? Some of you, your greatest problem is your rebellion. Oh, you didn't like that? Let me say it nice. Some of you, your greatest problem is your lack of obedience to the word of God. Oh, you didn't like that? Some of you don't pay attention and don't listen and don't do what the Bible said. Did you like that one? Some of you, greatest wound you felt is self-affliction because you keep doing it to yourself because you cannot obey the truth that you already know. Has this baby dinner? Timeout's over. Let's get back to the game. Okay, so what am I trying to tell you? This thing is hard enough when you're trying to do right. You don't need to get on the other. You know, Brother Hagin used to say this all the time. He said, if you keep the devil in the arena of faith, you'll whoop him every time. But if he brings you into the arena of reason, he will beat you. Don't go there and fight the fight. Stay in the arena of faith. Don't get on his territory. Stay on home field, baby. Stay where you know you got help and hope and you got victory. Glory to God. Stay with Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, look at this, right? I'm your personal God. Now, listen, some of you guys out there, I know you're a little bit. God's long-suffering, but come on, man. You know? You know what to do. Do it. Why? Well, Hi, Pastor Chris. What do you know? I know what I'm supposed to do, but, but I did what I wanted to do. Okay. How's that working out? Okay, good. Now, that, look, we all been to, we've all been on the road called pain. You know what I'm saying? 
Look, every one of us. But you learn obedience through pain. Somebody say, how did you get good at obeying? Pain. <laughs> really? You know, how did you get better at not making mistakes? I had to pay for all my mistakes. It got, started getting costly. I didn't like spending money on drama. So you just stop. Mm-hmm, preach, Pastor, preach. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I ain't got no help. Hallelujah. In the back of my head. Woohoo! Pray the Lord. That's kind of tight. All right. Because I ain't got to worry about no barber. <laughs> yeah, I just run clippers over it. You'd be all right. Because some of you need help. I can cut your hair. All right. Because, amen. I practice haircuttery without a license. Because I am God, your personal God, the Holy of Israel, your Savior. I paid a huge price for you. Man, that is so good, ain't it? All of Egypt with caution, Sema thrown in. That's how much you mean to me. That's how much I love you. I'd sell off the whole world to get you back. Are you reading the Bible? He said, what? He said, I'd sell off the whole world to get you. That's that whole thing. Well, I don't know. You know, some of you, some of you are like, some of you are like that uh, thing. Like, you know, I don't really believe it. Did it, he just, God's just saying that. No, he's not just saying that. He believes it. Well, I don't believe that about me. Well, you don't know nothing about you. I just told you what the Bible said. God would sell the whole world to get you. Did you get that? That's what the Bible said. I don't know if I could believe it. Well, you being goofy, just believe it. It tells you right there. Trade the creation just for you. Do you get that? Don't be afraid. I'm with you. I'll round up all your scattered children and put them from the east and west. He said, I got you. It's interesting that God didn't say, God didn't, now write this down, you got to remember this. He didn't say, I'll keep you out of the fire. You better write that down. Because some of you are like, why I got this drama going on? He didn't say, I'd keep you out of the drama. He said, I'll be with you in the middle of the drama. He didn't say, I'll keep you out of the fire. Because everybody in Christianity thinks, if it's rosy and cozy, God's in it. But if it becomes rough and bumpy, I don't think the Lord's in it. If I ain't the will of God... Because the will of God should be easy. And the will of God is not easy. Y'all, y'all, now listen, I'm going to be nice. Now listen, I love every TV preacher. I love everybody you listen to. I love all your little buddies, the men and women who praise God. Everything's great. I wake up every day is great. You know, I understand. I'm not preaching to doom and gloom. But, you know, sometimes like squirrels talk to me in the morning. They just... Run by my, and they whispering while I'm having my morning devotions. It's going to be great today, Pastor Chris, because you're awesome and God loves you. Welcome to the will of God. Birds fly by. <laughs> Sit right there. Pastor Chris, God sent me from heaven. You're going to have a wonderful day because you're the chosen one from the earth. May God be with you. No, I'm like being funny, but tell you, like, right? You listen to people like, well, I got, man, I, I'm on borderline broke. Come on, somebody, right? I'm on borderline broke. I got no food in the house. Wait a minute now. Go chill, right? I, I, I don't know how I'm going to pay next week. The people calling on the phone, and they are not wondering whether I'm home. They want to know where their money is. I got problems going on. I got stuff going on. I don't even know what's going on. And you tell me about, praise the Lord, you're doing great. You're right in the will of God. If this is the will of God, 
I don't want to know what being out of the will of God is because it's like a living nightmare. Can you imagine what being out of the will of God is? God bless you people. You better run at it. If you are not in the will of God, run. Somebody better leave that house you're in right now. Run. Get back to your own house. You're sinning. Cut it out. <laughs> you better practice social distancing. Woo! I'm preaching good tonight. I got a talent every day. I feel like Bishop Jakes. Come on, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Come on. You better get ready, some of you. You better pay attention. I'm funny, but I'm right. Pastor Chris, it's really, really, yeah, it's hard. He said this. It's interesting that God didn't say, I'll keep you out of the fire. And he didn't say, you ain't going to have to face no floods. He said, challenges are coming. But. There's going to be adversity and things we don't understand, but the whole key is this. I'll be with you in all of it, but you got to invite him in because I got news for you. The key to overcoming life's challenges is you're going to go through them, but you can't go through them in your own strength. That's the key. God needs the invitation. It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. you got to invite the Holy Spirit into the battle. He don't, guys, I'm telling you, I've been doing this for a minute. He don't just show up because, well, here, God, God should be here any minute now. He'll be coming. No, man, you got to invite him in. you got to, listen, some of you are dealing with, now listen, I'm being serious. Some of you are dealing with addiction right now. You don't know how to get out. you got to invite him in the middle of that. Day. Well, when I get, you know, this is church. Church, please, listen to me, please. Just hear my heart. I love you. Well, when I get better, I'll start going to church. Come in here, hell-bent and demon-possessed, please. Come in here, shot out high. Come in here, stoned out of your mind. Come in here, drunk. Just don't be loud. I'm, come on, and don't touch nobody this month because you're going to get tasered. I promise you it'll happen, okay? Please understand me. But you know what I'm saying? But people are waiting to get good before they come to church. The object is not to be good. It's get saved. Invite him in to your addiction. Invite him in to the drunk. Invite him in to the drugs. What's, Pastor Chris, you crazy preaching now. No, invite him in to your messed up marriage. He knows you can't do it in your own. Invite him in to your grief. Invite him in to your mind dealing. Invite him in to your brokenness. Invite him in. The king of glory, you got to open the door and tell him, come on in. Come on into my heart and fix it. Come on into my body and touch it. Come on into my mind and renew it. Come on into this relationship. My kid is running from God. I don't know how to get him back. God, I give that. You gave him to me, but now I give him to you. You are a steward you got to invite him in. Stop trying to do it in your own strength. Stop trying to do it in your own ability. Stop trying to do it your own way. Tell him, God, you know what? I'm going to tell you right now, I can only do so much and I can't do no more. So praise be to God. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give it to the Lord. Everybody say, give it to the Lord. You got to give it to the Lord. My God in heaven, you better give it to the Lord. Look at this. Write this down. If God delivered you out of everything instantly, you never reach your highest potential. Everybody's like, oh, I don't like that scripture. <laughs> if God delivered a, hey, God, I'm in today. Get me out tomorrow. Man, you wouldn't grow in your mind. You wouldn't grow in trust. You know, I said something here. It was so good. God were, I'm going to give it to you in a minute. Right? Get this scripture, though. Get this, uh, if God delivered out of everything instantly, how are you going to grow? How are you going to walk in love if you ain't nobody cussing you out? Ain't that true? You know, I told you a long time ago, man, I'll find them. You know? 
They will find you, won't they? I had that one guy one time, ever tell you that story? Oh, my God, in heaven. The dude, the dude cussed me out and didn't know he called me. I never tell you that story? Oh, my God, dude. This dude, he must have butt-dialed me or whatever they call that. You know what I mean? I don't know. I guess you sit on your phone. Is that what it is, butt-dial? I, I got butt-dialed and then cussed out all at the same day. It was great. This joker went on and on. I get this phone call. I got like a three, four-minute message. I said, what is this? Well, I put the thing on. He was blasting me. Go to the church. Part of leadership. Not here now, but. And I'm like, whoa. I put it on speaker. I was like, PL. Then I got bad. I was like, oh, I better not let her hear all this. She'll get, she'll get hurt. I was like, whoa. Dude, blasted me. Blasted me. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, my God in heaven, this thing's so bad. I listened to the whole thing. I learned now. I just deleted it. I never listen to it now. No, I don't even listen. Like, if I know, it's true. I just got another one recent not too long ago. I said, I just seen it. I said, this is not going to be good. I deleted it. I got a text from somebody. You might be, you know, you're, no, they won't be watching. They left. Um, but I got a text from somebody, and I just read the first line. It was long, like this long on the text thing. And I said, that's not going to be fruitful. I deleted it. I remember I deleted it, and PL, PL wanted to know what it was. She said, you didn't read it? I said, not one word. I felt the spirit on them words and deleted it before it can get in me. Whoa, you better get that. That's good preaching, man. I'll play the organ. And come on. Oh, geez, I broke something. What is this? Oh, Brother Lindsay, you're going to have to work with me there. I don't know what that was. Whatever. I just hit something. It fell. It'll be all right. I'll buy it. See, I told you, whatever you screw up, you got to pay for it. All right. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, I deleted it because I didn't like, I felt it, man. You know, texting, you better be careful. Sometimes people could feel the spirit behind the thing. I said, this is not going to be fruitful. So this guy's cussing me out. Oh, my God. Miss Kathy, he cussed me out. I don't know if you didn't want to know Kathy's here. There's a couple people here, too. I could snitch if you want to know who it is. Really? Do they want to know? Are they asking? Angela, stop telling because you know you're here, right? So look. If somebody will pay me, I'll tell you who's in the building and how they got in here. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> it's like, Larson, who's in that building right now? Don't worry, they're socially. No, you guys are not socially separated, but y'all know one another? Okay, good. Pray. They're all, they're all family. They're all family. They're all family. They're all family. <laughs> y'all ain't so <laughs> You guys been together all day. You used to. Forget it. You, you're like one. All right. So, so this dude's cussing me out. So then I was like, <laughs> so you should have seen Sunday morning. I, ne I never said anything about it. I didn't say one word. And then here's the cool part. I figured it was a test. This is the truth. I figured it was like a Jesus test. Because I'm convinced that Jesus knew that Judas was going to betray him from the beginning. Because John chapter 6. And I go, if Jesus could love Judas to the point where nobody could really tell he was going to betray him, this is my test to see if I could love this joker like everybody else and nobody knows I could have got offended. But that ain't easy when you hear people cuss you out for four minutes. <laughs> Tell you how they really feel, you know what I mean? Pastor, praise be to God. You're so highly anointed and awesome. That's not what you said on that text message, that phone. That phone said, I'm going to cuss. Beep, 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 beep. I thought it was, I thought it was, what's that guy? Roadrunner. Beep, 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 beep. I thought the roadrunner come out your mouth because, bro, you cussing like crazy. I, I didn't even know you had that much cuss in you. But what happens is you wonder sometimes, why do I, well, how are you going to walk in love unless... You get, the, you get the voicemail. <laughs> you don't think you're going to go through? How you going to know you could prosper unless you got? How you going to believe God for healing unless you got no corona? You coronavirus, not the beer. Chill out. You Stop. Some of you got a problem right there. Get rid of that. But no, this virus, you got to walk by divine health. 
You know what I mean? I'm not being silly here. This is serious. How are you going to get out? I don't want obstacles. Can I just live in a bubble? No. We got to figure it out. So these obstacles are sometimes stepping stones, but did you invite him in? Look what he said here in Psalm 23, 4. You know, and y'all know what it says. It's, 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 it's David, right? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He didn't say he wasn't going to walk through it. He said, you're going to walk through it. He said, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff comfort me. Thou prepares a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Man, that is so good. Ain't that good? Ain't that good? You want to know what? I thought about something here. You know, I, I was in a, a um, the reason David didn't live afraid, even though he went through the valleys of all kinds and adversities, he understood the principle, I got to invite God in. Right? He, invited, he said, yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I don't fear no evil because you're with me. I'm going to walk through some dark places, but you're with me. You're going to walk through some, somebody's walking through some hospital corridors. It's a dark place, but you got to know he's with you. Somebody's walking down a marriage that doesn't look like there's no hope. Guess what? You got to know he's with you. Somebody's walking through financial things. They don't know how they're going to get out. You got to know he's with me. You know, I think of this, I kind of thought about something. Sometimes in life, you know, we want to be exempt from the, 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 the trials and the troubles. But, you know, I went through a season, you know, it's kind of funny. I went through this Bible school. It was kind of like I went through the season. I didn't get in trouble, thank God. But I almost got in trouble. <laughs> and I, I, really, I really did. It was really kind of goofy. I got accused of, of something I never did. And I was like, I didn't do that. And they're like, oh, no, 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 you did it. And they all got mad at me. It was great. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to get in trouble for something I didn't do. You know what I mean? And, and it was true. I knew it was true. And I tried to explain myself. And you know when you try to explain yourself and it looks like nobody's really caring? And nobody, everybody's like, yeah, yeah, we know, we know. And then you like, you walk away and they're like, you know, that joker did it, right? And I was like, I'm telling you, I didn't do nothing. And I never forget this because it was really trying because I started seeing some of my friends that were with me kind of shy away from me. You know what I mean? I was like, man, you should, shouldn't you... And it was really started bothering me. I'm like, man, we're boys, man. Are you almost believing this stuff? Don't you know me enough that that ain't me? But what I noticed was it wasn't that they didn't maybe believe me, but it was uncomfortable to be around me in this season. And, man, I'll tell you what, it gets lonely. And that's why you got to invite God in even more. And the really cool thing about this was I kept looking. Don't ever forget this. In the hard season, I kept looking to see why they weren't with me. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, stop looking at who's not here and open your eyes and see who is here. Because who's with you right now are the people you take to your promised land. And I, this is going to sound so bad, but this is what I heard, and it could be doctrinally wrong. The Lord said, these are the moments in your life where I release people from your life that I don't want coming into the next season of your life. The pressure of today pushes them out of your tomorrow. But it's lonely, and you go, man, I, and you know what's crazy? You'll be like, dude, I thought you'd be with me, bro, but you're not. And sometimes the most obscure person you would think you'd be the first one to run is the most faithful one to stay with you all the way to the end. Sometimes life isn't easy, but sometimes pressure really qualifies the people for your next season. But it's no fun. But you got to invite him in. 
Make sure you invite him in. I don't know. Now I'll talk a little bit about that. Here. Well, I wrote this today. This really blessed me. It was painful when I wrote it. God works in trouble just as much as he works in trust. God works in trouble just as much as he works in trust. He works in the uncomfortable situation. Okay? You know, you know, when you're in this uncomfortable spot, let me tell you what you're going to hear. You're going to hear stuff in your head going, man, God don't care. <laughs> God don't hear your prayers. God don't care about you. Nothing's changing. This season stinks. This is miserable. I want to quit. I like the body slam Pastor Chris. He got me into this mess. Sometimes when you take the right step, can you imagine Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? They're like, we are doing the right thing. Now we got to burn in the fire. That fire was so hot that when the guards went to go bring them, they died. They died. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are like, what do we do now? They probably had let themselves in the fire, like, because everybody got close, died. They're like, all right, watch out, bro. You had to step over the guy to get in the fire because there was no guards to put him in. Can you imagine this? Like, this is great. I would have been smacking Shadrach. Whoever would have said, let's go do this, you'd have hit him in the head. Listen to what I'm saying right here. Sometimes when you take the right stand in life, you're going to have to battle things you never battled before. Boy, have you not been there? I've, I've done the right thing and had to suffer pain for it. And you think doing the right thing is going to be great. You know, we, you know, you guys all know some things. Sometimes we got to do things because we're the church. We got to do the right thing to be morally proper. Or we got to do things because we're, we're, we're following God and it ain't easy. And, man, how many times have we done the right thing and get slapped for doing the right thing? It almost makes you want to do the wrong thing, but you won't do the wrong thing. You know what I'm talking about? Y'all lying again in church. You ain't even been in the building a week and y'all lying. You know what I'm saying? It's like, man, we got to make the tough call. We got to make the tough decision. And you're sitting there going, if we pick up that call right there, we're going to have drama that we create for doing the right thing. Everybody know what I'm talking about? Life. And you go, there ain't no option. We got to do it. Bite the bullet. Do what we got to do. Do the right thing even though it's painful in the moment. How many of you been there? You know, that's where character really comes through. Now, you're going to still do it even though you know you got, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Are you still going to do it even though I know? When I know when I make this decision, this decision is going to cause pain for a season of my life, and I'm basically afflicting myself, but it's the right thing to do. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they didn't know if they were going to come through that fire. They didn't know what was going to happen. Look what it said right here. You all know, I found the Darby translation. I like this. For he that sows to his own flesh shall love the flesh reap corruption. That's a Galatians 6.8. But let us not lose heart in doing good. Man, is that not a good one. Galatians 6, 9 in the Darby translation says, just write this down. But let us, you know what it says here. It says, let us not be weary in well-doing and due season will reap. We just preached that. But Darby said it like this in his translation. But let us not lose heart in doing good. That's a great, write that down. You're going to need that. Right. Don't lose heart in doing good because you're going to, I got to love these people. They're unlovable. You're going to love them. You're going to have to love them anyway. You're going to go through life. You're going to go through stuff. Amen? The, that's the truth, right? Here, just remember this. Remember, God came in the fire with them. Just write that down. You know what I mean? Like, hey, man, he's not going to leave you. He ain't going to sit in heaven and watch you. He's going to come down here. Instead, now here's a big one. Instead of complaining, everybody look at your neighbor say, Stop complaining. Instead of complaining, oh, you little thing I got to go through, cut it out. Stop complaining about the fire and start inviting them in. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Well, I went to the store. I was looking for toilet paper. They didn't have none. The Lord doesn't love me. 
quiet. Come on. You know what I'm saying? We get on these little things, and then we go, why am I in the fire? And you're going through stuff. You got promises. He said, don't think it's a strange thing, this fiery trial you're walking through. It's about your faith, guys. It's trying to come and take your faith on the matter. Hey, listen to this. If you're in the fire about it, you probably got a faith for it. When he's with you, you cannot be defeated. You and God got the victory. He's a supernatural God. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is really good. God is not limited. God is not limited by the fire the flood, or the famine. Now, here's my question. Write this down. What? Here, I'm in the fire. I don't like it. I'm, compl- I'm getting ready to start complaining. Pastor Chris, I'm going to start complaining. I might cuss a little bit. Some of you know you cuss a little bit. I'm going to murmur. I'm going to complain. I'm probably going to cuss a little bit. Okay? That's what I want to do. What should... Now, here's the thing. Here's my thing. What should I take out of this? What life lesson can I learn in the fire? Why, why, why am I, why? You know, man, I'll tell you what, I'll tell on myself. I started noticing something. I said, man, there's strife all over the joint. You know? And the Lord said to me, the Lord said to me, said this. Let me show you this in a minute, okay? Um, do you understand? What life lesson am I learning? Instead of being in the fire and going, I just want out. Now, really pull this in. It's really important. Let me give you this, and I'll tell you what the Lord showed me, and I'll give you this. You're in the pressure, right? What do you say? Get me out of here. Remember I gave you that scripture, the get me out of here scripture? I'm in this thing. Get me out of here. Get me out of the fire. Get me out. I don't want to hear nothing. I don't want nobody. Don't speak. I don't need nobody to give me no prophetic word. I don't need no sister. You know, sister so-and-so, real brother. You know, all those people try to come out. Shut up. You shut your mouth, okay? Shut up. You profit nothing. Be quiet. Leave me alone, right? Leave your parking lot prophecy to yourself. Get me out of here. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Brother, so-and-so goes, well, brother, let me just tell you. Just shut up. I'm going to hit you. I promise to God I'll tase you. Stay away from me. I'm in this thing, and I want out. Get me out. And you're sitting there mad, and now you're starting, my God, how long is this season going to last? I'm so mad. You know what I'm talking about. Don't mumber. Don't complain. Here's my thing. How about when you're in fire, go, God, what are you trying to teach me in this thing? Man, check this out. I said, God, there is strife everywhere, man. Strife is everywhere. And the Lord said to me, go read Mark eleven twenty three and 24. I said, okay, pop it up there. You can leave it in the King James, right? Go read it, right? And I said, what, what I got to read that for? He said, I'll tell you why strife's around. I said, okay, I know what it says, but um, obviously I ain't paying attention to something in there. Look, for verily I say to you that whosoever shall say in the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast to sea, shall not down his heart, but shall believe whatsoever he believe whatsoever things he say shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. I read it, and then I read verse 24. Therefore I say to you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them, and you shall believe you receive, and you shall. And he said, and reading the next verse. 25, pop it up there if you got it. And when you stand praying, forgive. For if you have ought against any, that your Father also in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. If you got unforgiveness in your heart or you pick up offense, it's going to affect your faith. That's why strife's all around you everywhere you go. It's trying to mess up your faith walk. It's trying to get you to pick up something that could affect your prayer life. He said, and if you got something wrong, forgive. Why do you think got strife all over the place? So it can block your blessing. It can block your further reach into future. It's important. 
So that's what he said. He said, he said see, he said, you don't, you don't realize sometimes when you're in the fire, those things that are pressing on you are just trying to get you to hinder your destiny. Don't pick them up. Learn how to be long-suffering. Learn, learn the lesson in the fire. Well, this is, this is hammering my mind. I, can't, I keep mind dealing. Well, this is how you learn how to transform your thoughts. How in the world do you think you're going to quench? You know, I wrote something. Maybe we'll get into it next week. It was, it was um, uh, what I put. Oh, my gosh, it was funny. I write all this stuff down to make myself laugh. Um, and then I feel the pain of preaching it to myself. Um, it's kind of great. It's great, great ministry I got going here. Um, <laughs> right. I put this in there. I called it, um, I called it, I called it fiery darts. What I call it? Wait, I'm going to find it. Oh, yeah, hidden doubts and fiery darts. You know, we'll get into it next week. Hidden doubts and fiery darts. I got hidden doubts that I didn't even know were in there. And I got fiery darts coming at my head. You ever been there? You thought you believed until the pressure showed up. You're like, I don't know what I believe. <laughs> they sounded good until we went. You know, you ever do that? You ever, you, ever, you, ever, you ever plan on something? You know, Pastor Liz made me laugh. You know, and she's losing her mind in a, in a good way. She goes, well, maybe we should take a road trip. I said, are you crazy? I said, I said, she goes, well, maybe we should, get I said, Pac, have you seen this last couple of weeks? We've been in quarantine. Now you want to put this on a mobile activity? Nah, that ain't happening. Not right away. I need more grace. Come on, somebody. But yeah, let's put this all in a Winnebago and drive across the country. Nah, nah, I don't have the, I don't have the spirit for that right now, right? Here's my question. Pull this, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was cute. She was so cute. It was like, oh, this is a great idea. And I said, are you gone? Like, she was being serious, like, maybe we should just pack up, take the kids on a road trip. I was like, have you seen them during quarantine? Now you want to put that in a car? Like, we got this big thing, now we're going to go in a car? Nah, I don't feel the Lord in that. Let me feel your pose. Let me see your, put your pulse out there. You all right? You all right? Flushed? No. Okay. It was funny. Laugh, huh? Here's the big thing. Are you trying to get, now this is important, write this down. All you people tweeting and Twittering and all that stuff, I'm going to show you what to do. I'll talk about that other stuff next week. Are you trying to get out of something that God is trying to take you through? You better pull that in. Are you trying to get out of something that God's trying to take you through? Get me out. God's like, nah, go through. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's David, right? He's like, I'm in this valley. It stinks, but you're with me. How about Paul, right? He's like, get rid of this devil buffeting me. Uh, how'd you like that prayer? God! I don't like this. Get me out of here. Buff it. Buff it. Blow. Get me out. Hello, my son. It is I, the Lord. My grace shall be sufficient, for in your weakness I will be strong. Amen. You're like, shut up. Are you kidding me? This is miserable. And God doesn't answer the prayer. Oh, you thought God answered all your prayers? And he doesn't answer all your prayers, especially the selfish ones that just get you out of stuff and don't let you grow. Because God could care less. Hey, church, hey, are you comfortable? God could care less about your comfort. I'm preaching way better than everybody in America's amen to me. Okay? Listen to me. Oh, are you comfortable? <laughs> are you comfortable? God doesn't care about your comfortable, He cares about your character. So he's going to make you walk through some discomforting spots so you lose some of your messed up character so we can contain the greatness that God's trying to give you. 
Woo! Praise the Lord. I don't even know how much more time I got, but I'm going to close right here. Are you trying to get out of something that God is going to try to take you through? Do not come out prematurely. We're going to have to leave you in an incubator. I'm being serious. A baby that comes out premature has to fight harder to survive. Do not come out premature. Stay in there long enough to cultivate in the fire. It's hot in here. Don't worry about it. Look, are you fighting the process? Are you, is this your mouth? It's not fair, God. I can't take it anymore. Everything is changing and I hate it. Question. If you start inviting God into the fire, he's already promised he'll be with you. Maybe he's just waiting for your invitation. I said this last week, and man, this blew me out just a little bit. I got a question for you that I want to know this. I put it like this. You know, something about fire that's cool, it burns up stuff. Maybe he's leaving you in there just long enough that he could burn some stuff off of you. Woo! <laughs> Man, I got some attitudes that need to be burned up. How about you? I got some mind ideas that need to be burned up. How about you? I got some doubts that need to be burned up. How about you? I got some stuff in my head that need to be burned up. How about you? I got some stuff that needs to go. How about you? I got some, I got some doubt, unbelief, some stuff. Let, let's, let's, you know, some of you are going to be like, let, you know, you remember when you watched those people back in the day that used to walk on hot coals? I don't know who does this, crazy people. But, you know, you watch them and they walking on those coals, they run across them. Some of you need to be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Just kick back with your lawn chair down there in the furnace and go, burn it up, God, burn it up. Burn it up. Burn it up, baby. Burn it up. Burn it up. Burn it up. Burn it up. Why? Because as Jesus said, I'll baptize you with the Holy Ghost in fire. The fire was like cloven tongues upon their head. You know what? I'm going to say something here. This is so good. You can keep playing. He said this. He said, he said, you ever pray in the Holy Spirit and you can almost feel the fire of God come on you? It almost comes on you. It gets in you. It gets in your belly. What do you think it's doing? You know, the Bible said this, that he talks about the dross. And he said that when the fire showed up, the fire burned away all the impurities. All the impurities. I think sometimes the pressures of life and the fires of life burn away some of the wrong ideas. Maybe it'll burn away some of that stuff you're walking through. Maybe it'll burn away some of those assignments. Maybe it'll burn away some of the pain. Maybe it'll burn away some of the stuff that's been holding you back. But here's the key. Don't try to get out too early. Stick it out in the fire. But here's my question. Have you invited God in? Or are you just standing there all by yourself? Don't waste, don't waste the pain, man. Come on in, Jesus. Try it right now. You might be there. Just Maybe if you're there or you're standing at your house or whatever you want, lift your hands to heaven. Just say, come on in. Come on in. Invite him into your life, man. Invite, you know, you got some things with the kids, man. They're wearing you out. I invite you in. You got some stuff coming on. I'm inviting you in. I'm inviting you to come on in to this fiery place where I'm standing. Because, Lord, I know this. As long as you're in the fire with me, we're going to make some s'mores and just kick back. Because it's going to be all right. I'm going to chill. Because we got this thing.
Amen. Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you for each and every person at the sound of my voice. I think that as they press through the fire of life, instead of just sitting in the fire and wasting it, they're going to invite you in. This message is going to quicken them to understand. And I thought about something today, and you're going to think this is crazy. I'm really, I'm serious, man. Back in the day, we used to, I, told, I was talking to somebody, I, back in the day, we used to stretch our hands. We used to stretch our, I remember watching TV preacher, they'd be like, put your hand on the screen. I'm being serious. You got your phone, put your hand on your phone. It's a point of contact. If you got a TV real close, put your hand on the TV. If you're sitting in your seat, just lift your hands towards the TV right now. I'm not playing. God's arm's not short. You think this virus and this social distancing, the Holy Ghost is living in you. The power of God will come on you right now. Right now. As you stretch out your hand. Right now. As you release your place of faith. Right now. You might be battling an addiction as you hold that phone. Something is going to happen in your life. God's going to burn up the power of addiction off your life. Right now, you feel like this marriage is going nowhere but the, the divorce court. But I got news for you. God's getting ready to move supernaturally. You might say, my mind is so far in a different place, I don't even know how to get it back. As you stretch your hand forth by faith, the Holy Spirit's going to find you and touch you. His arm's not short. He's not weak. He's supernatural. He can bless your life. Father, I thank you right now for the anointing that's in this building. Touching their life and transforming their life. Changing them. Moving supernaturally. I thank you, Father, for the blessing. We invite you to come on into the fire. We invite you. We invite you. Let the glory fall, Lord. Let the glory fall. Let the glory fall. Let your anointing make a way where there seems to be no way. I release the anointing right now to touch your people supernaturally in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you, Lord, for the power of the Holy Ghost and the anointing making a way where there seems to be no way in Jesus' mighty name. We release it right now. Touch your people right now. Right now in Jesus' name. Right now in Jesus' name. Right now in Jesus' name. Let that anointing make a difference in their life and let them walk through the fires of life, inviting you in and transforming them each and every day. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And everybody said amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord, man. I'm so glad you're with us. Listen, don't forget, share the feeds, get online. We're looking at eChurch. It's awesome. I'm so glad I could be with you soon and soon, very soon. Maybe we even get together on these Wednesdays. But I want to let you know some exciting news. Sunday morning, everybody say Sunday morning, one service, Relevant Church, 1030. Now, we're going to be online at 9. So if you're going to watch from home, cool. If you want to come to church, don't feel no pressure. This ain't about pressure. This ain't about, oh, you know, I got, I got, I feel like I got, no, 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 man. You want to stay home, stay home. But we've been given the opportunity in our beautiful, this wonderful state. And God bless the governor. God bless the president. God bless the people. I mean, you know, these guys get, these guys, man, everybody, whether you like them, don't like them, like somebody, like, listen, man, these guys are doing the best they can with some tough situations. You know what I mean? We pray for all the leaders. We just do. But God bless them trying to make decisions. So God bless, you know, the state of the state of Florida and your state, wherever you're watching. And, you know, we got the opportunity to be together. We're going to take it. Amen. We're staying 25% capacity. So get here because if it fills up, 
the overflows the parking lot, <laughs> the, the foyer or something. I don't know. So get in the building, get in here. One service, 1030. Both services will be live streamed. So if you want to stay home at the comfort of your house, go for it. But if you want to come together and be together, just don't touch nobody. I told you, I don't have to tase nobody now. Stay. Is he going to tase me? You don't know what I might do. Amen. Come on. No. I just keep the social distance. We ask there will be some emails coming to you. I love you. I'll tell you what. I miss you guys. I really do. Me, Pastor Liz, the team, we miss you, our friends, our partners, church members, all the people. Listen, we've been, we've been praying. We're going to even take some time this week to pray for you. We're believing God for really God touching your life. I got a great message for you. Um, Sunday, Sunday, I know I was talking about this. I've been talking about, you know, just when I thought I was at my break. Sunday's about just when I thought I was at my breaking point, I found the brand new breakthrough in my life. Sometimes you got to get to your breaking point before you find the greatest breakthrough in your life. It's going to be powerful. You want to be watching. It's awesome. I'm going to show you how your breaking point might just be your greatest breakthrough point. You're going to love it. It's going to be powerful. I'll see you Sunday. God bless you. Stay updated what's going on. Stay well. Stay safe. And know it is. It's going to be a great day at Relevant. We can't wait to see you here. We love you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.